Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today we are talking to someone that is doing great work in the economic development work in North Carolina. And we have a special guest on and we're going to talk all about that today. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button and follow us on all social media platforms as the Business Talk Library. As I said, we have a great guest, so let me bring on our awesome guest. Welcome to the show, Christopher Chung. How are you? Good, Terrell. How are you doing today? I am awesome. I'm awesome. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on. Like I said, I, I may, as the guest of, you know, as all the guests I tell them, and I'm going to be honest, I may be a little biased because I absolutely love the business environment in North Carolina. So it's a pleasure Great. to have you on. That's good. I'm <laughs> one less person to have to convince. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, before we jump into talking about the great work that you're doing with economic development, tell us a little bit about your background and just kind of how you found your way to North Carolina. Yeah, sure. So uh, as we were talking about before we jumped on air, uh, I'm a native of Columbus, Ohio uh, myself. So grew up in the Midwest to parents who immigrated from Taiwan um, many years ago and uh, spent my first uh, three decades or so in, in Ohio, uh, including college at Ohio State University. Uh, got into the economic development profession my senior year through an internship. Never knew anything about the industry or the profession, but I have now dedicated my entire working career uh, to this type of work called economic development. So 10 years with the state of Ohio, then spent seven years living in St. Louis, uh, working on business recruitment for the economic development efforts uh, for the state of Missouri, and uh, now have been in North Carolina almost seven years in my current capacity. And uh, like you, a uh, big fan of this state, uh, absolutely love it, not just for professional reasons, but it really is a, a wonderful place to live. Uh, my wife and I had our first child uh, a year and a half ago, so our daughter is a native North Carolinian, uh, which is kind of crazy to believe, but uh, we, we love it here too, which makes the job that much easier. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations on the new baby. Well, I guess not so much a baby anymore. Not so much a baby. No. Well, it de depends on the day. Someday she acts more baby like <laughs> than others, but uh, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you know, something that I always find interesting when talking to different people about, you know, economic development, sometimes, you know, you can get a spectrum of explanations about what that actually is. So when you've, as you've kind of, you know, experienced, you know, economic development roles in different areas, different locations, you know, how do you kind of think about, how do you explain what economic development is all about? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. So I, I, I'm lucky to speak to a lot of different audiences. It's been mostly virtual for the past year and a half, but before that, a lot of the times in person, and I'll, I use a couple of metaphors that at least in my mind, they, they make some sense. So in economic development, I've been in this line of work for almost a quarter century now, right, since uh, September of 1997. And economic development, if you look up the textbook definition or the definition that most of us as professionals will use, it's uh, we are all trying to increase the wealth of the communities that we serve. So I serve the state of North Carolina, but other economic developers may serve a county, a region, a town, a city, 
ultimately, if they're trying to increase the wealth of that community that they serve, that's great, but that's kind of an abstract definition, right? So what does it mean to increase the wealth of a community? Well, if you've got 100 people living in a community and they're, they're buying their goods and services, they're exchanging with one another, but there's never any outside money flowing into the community, are you really increasing the wealth of the community? No, you're, you're really just recycling the same dollars within that you know, hundred people, that community, uh, someone gets richer only if someone else in the community gets poorer. So to increase the wealth of the community, what you're really talking about is how do you get new economic activity, new money flowing into that community from outside? Uh, that can take the form of a company moving in and building a factory and now creating payroll and construction work and uh, all sorts of purchasings of services that wasn't there before. That's new economic activity. Uh, you can get tourism to come in. Uh, so people visiting that community from outside to go see a, an attraction or stay at a hotel, that's new economic activity, new money that was there that wasn't before uh, that now happens as a result. And so these are all some ways that economic development happens. And it's why it's no coincidence that our organization is tasked with things like recruiting companies in from outside the state, uh, helping North Carolina companies to sell more exports around the world. Because look, if they sell an export to a customer in China, that customer's money flows back here to that company in North Carolina. So again, this concept of new money flowing in from outside. We also have responsibility for marketing the state for leisure travel and tourism, which again, like I said, that's a form of economic development if you're mm -hmm. talking about increasing the community's wealth through allowing new money to come into the community. So um, that's one metaphor. The other metaphor I, I like to use, if, if we're all trying to get this new money to flow into our communities from outside, it's a bit like this game, you know, the game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. I don't know if you ever played that as a kid, but each of those marbles on the board, right? That's that's a tourism, a tourist spending or a company deciding to invest in a new facility. And here in the US, there's 50 of these hippos on the board we want to gobble up as many of those marbles as we can for North Carolina and get as much of that new economic activity flowing into our state uh, from outside of, of North Carolina, because that's going to lift the wealth of our of our state. So oh, sorry, long explanation, but that's that's typically like how I like to set it up for people who may not know what economic development means or they've heard different definitions of it. No, I think that is an amazing definition. I mean, and because from what I've learned in talking to talking to different people uh, related to economic development roles um, is that and there's a very wide range of things that you have to cover. I mean, it, it's not like, you know, your your area of expertise is like you just focus on this one thing from I me. Mean, even when I think about um you know, attracting new companies to come to a, you know, come to the state, which when we hear about it on the back end about, hey, you know, I think it was like maybe what the past couple of years when Amazon was, you know, searching for their their next place, like we yeah. heard about it on the back end, but I don't think we fully understood like all the work that was going on in the background from, you know, individuals like yourself in different states, like, all the different challenges and the different things you guys are working through. So, you know, what is it like, you know, going through that process of, you know, like finding companies and even pitching the idea of North Carolina as, you know, the place for their next home? 
Yeah, great question. So, and you are right, economic development is a, a lot of different things. It's why we have such a diverse portfolio of responsibilities within just our organization. And the other thing is we're just 60 some people spread across these multiple functions of tourism, marketing, business recruitment, wow. international trade. So we absolutely team up with partners at the local level, at a regional level, sometimes at a federal level and certainly in the private sector. It really, you will hear this cliche often, but only because it's true, but economic development, whether it's tourism, business recruitment, whatever, it is a team sport involving lots of different partners who are doing their part to move the ball downfield and achieve whatever result it is, whether that's greater visitor spending, whether that's more companies locating here. Uh, all of these efforts require a, a concert of different actors all doing their specific part. Uh, what is it like itself? Um, there's, there's certainly some very uh, common practices here that won't surprise anybody. If we're trying to find out, uh, and again, I'm just talking about the business recruitment piece of what we do at the EDPNC. So this concept of how do we get new companies locating here. Uh, you can do a lot of research. You can buy research databases. You can You can look for signals that show when a company might be in a position that they have to expand, right? I mean, most of the time, that's what we're dealing with, um, especially manufacturers. The manufacturers that we're trying to get to locate here, it's usually because they have a, a product that's in great demand and they've run out of capacity to make it mm -hmm. uh, wherever they are. Um, you know, uh, I know you work for GE Aviation and so you know the folks at Pratt & Whitney, major competitor. You know, Pratt & Whitney, uh, we worked with them past couple of years. Uh, they announced a new factory in Asheville, North Carolina uh, last fall. Perfect example where they were looking at setting up new production capacity for this jet engine component, looked mm -hmm. across a lot of different states. So we can look for the kinds of signals that indicate when a company might be in position. And once we narrow down that list from the tens of thousands of companies that theoretically we could be working with, then it's not that complicated. We try to reach out to those companies digitally, in person, try to connect with them at industry events, try to sit down with them and understand, do they really have plans to expand? If so, do they need a new location? Can North Carolina fit what they're looking for? Here's why we think North Carolina is an attractive location for your company in its growth cycle. I mean, that's basically, it's identifying where we think the need is and then approaching those companies to make our pitch about North Carolina. And we're, we're not, never gonna be 100% successful, right? That, that yeah. research, no, very few companies will come out in advance of their expansion and say, hey, we're getting ready to expand. We're gonna need a new location here because they tend to keep that under wraps for various reasons. So it's a little bit of guesswork to find them. And then once we identify who we think is a candidate, then it's just as simple as approaching them and making our case for why North Carolina. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, I do remember being uh, when I worked at GE, uh, being in some of those discussions as we think about, hey, you know, what new plants are we going to, you know, establish? Even when I worked at uh, Navistar, similar situation, yeah. like, hey, what new plants are we going to establish? Or, hey, we're going to implement a new technology. Which plant are we going to implement it in? That's right. Um, because that's going to cause some, you know, scalability at those locations. So it's definitely a very interesting, you know, interesting conversation. And one of the things that always would come up is as we talk about different states and different localities is, you know, it's almost like, uh, I guess you would say, 
different states, different localities would have a business persona. So in as you've been working with economic development, you know, have you noticed how some people think about North Carolina? Do they think about it as a textile or as a finance or like do they have a, a persona or are they pretty open about North Carolina? Uh, again, that's that's a really great question. Uh, yeah, of course, it's going to be case by case, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think there's certainly some people who just based on maybe something as simple as their age, they might still have a perception in North Carolina that isn't quite as true these days. And, and I'm talking mm-hmm. folks who knew North Carolina when it was dominant in tobacco, textiles and furniture, which really was essentially the second half of the 20th century. You know, the North Carolina since 2000, of course, is very different. It's defined by industries like financial services and banking, like biotechnology and pharmaceuticals, like aerospace and and automotive uh, and some of these other fast growing sectors that we've seen in North Carolina. Um, So I think depending on who you talk to, that perception of what's in North Carolina will vary. And and I'm just talking here within the United States, right? I, I think People on the East Coast, because of just proximity, folks up in New York, New England, there's a lot of travel back and forth between those states and North Carolina around the banking industry, but also from a tourism standpoint. We got a lot of people visiting the Outer Banks and coastal North Carolina who come from the Northeast. They're probably going to have a little bit more uh, accurate sense of what North Carolina is like than maybe a company that's on the West Coast that may not be here as, as often. And then once you go overseas, Again, overseas, probably well known in Europe to some extent because of proximity. When you go over to Asia or South America, maybe that awareness isn't as great. You know, we have 50 states. I mean, how well do you know the provinces of Canada or the prefectures of Japan? I mean, I, I don't either. So it's it's like asking someone on the a ran, you know stop on a random street in Shanghai. What do you know about North Carolina? You know, we're lucky if they even know where on the map that is, let alone why it might be a good business location. So these are all things that you can try to address through an aggressive marketing effort, but you're never going to you're never going to make everybody aware of it. Uh, we, we don't have the budget of a Nike or an Apple to just gotcha. cover the world in advertising. So fortunately, we're only trying to target that very specific subset of companies that we think is are, are, are in growth mode and that we think might be open to locating here at some point. So it gives us a much smaller audience to shoot for. Gotcha, gotcha. And then speaking of the marketing piece, something that I've started to notice more and maybe it's always been happening, but I just didn't notice it as much as now as you watch television or your, some of your streaming apps, you, you start to see a lot more commercials about different states and their tourism. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> has that been something that that has been increasing or has it always been that way? We just haven't noticed it as much. That, that's a really keen observation. It's a little bit of both. I, I think as so a lot of what we do, right? I mean, it's basically in that marketing vein, right? Whether we're promoting North Carolina as a great business location or as a great travel destination, we are selling the place called North Carolina. And like any, you know, your, your CPA, your finance guy, you understand we only have so much resources. Let's try to get the best bang for the buck. And we're trying to always do that with our marketing dollars. And so something like print advertising, we may do that in very limited occasions, but print is really hard to track in terms of how many people see it, how many people act on it. Digital, it's a lot easier to, to analyze the effectiveness of digital marketing techniques. And so that's why so much of that promotion has shifted more to those types of efforts, streaming TV. Uh, I think they call it over-the-top TV. Uh, there's different ways to engage digitally with the audience. So that's been more and more the marketing uh, tactics used by groups like ours in recent years. But I think the other reason you're seeing a lot more of it recently is 
a lot of us haven't really been traveling, certainly not for fun and definitely not for work uh, for these past 16 months. And now there's all this pent up demand, people getting vaccinated, hopefully people feeling like they can travel safely. That is causing a lot of people to think, where am I going to take that vacation? And that's why states, cities, regions, countries are all saying, come visit us, spend your dollars with us. We're doing the same thing in North Carolina. You just won't see those ads because they're targeted at audiences, gotcha. of course, not here in our state. But yeah, that's a really, really keen observation. I'm, I'm glad you're seeing that, although I, I hate to know that our competitors are out there as aggressively <laughs> as we are, but competitive business. Awesome. Awesome. Now, we've talked a lot about, you know, from an economic development of attracting more dollars coming in and attracting, you know, other business and tourism coming to North Carolina. Now, when it comes down to economic development for the companies that are already here, you know, what are some of the kind of are, or are there areas where you guys provide some type of resources, supports or, or things to, to help companies that are already here? Yeah, great. Uh, so I just had that question come up uh, earlier today on another panel. So I, thank you for bringing attention to that. That is one of our, our functions or responsibilities for the state, which is, again, we talked about recruiting companies. We also want to make sure we never forget about tending to the needs of companies who are already here, right? We don't have to convince those companies why North Carolina is great. They either were born here or they've been here a long time. What we have to do is try to help them solve challenges that may make it more difficult for them to expand here down the road and add jobs and make investment. And so what form does that assistance take? Again, it's going to really depend on that situation. But I will say that for just about every existing employer that we get called on to assist, workforce is at the top of their concerns. Um, before the pandemic, it was a tight labor market. Unemployment rates were historically low. It was just hard to get qualified applicants. Here we are 16 months into a pandemic, unemployment rates are higher, but the labor situation is still really, really challenging for a lot of the comp all of the companies that we work with. And um, that just shows that workforce, which is what all these companies depend on to be successful, it has not gotten any easier for them. Uh, in fact, it's probably gotten more difficult in the short term because you have people, you have a smaller supply of people in the workforce for various reasons. Childcare access has been difficult for some people to secure, or maybe they're concerned about putting their unvaccinated child into childcare. So maybe they decide to stay home and not re-enter the workforce. You've got um, uh, issues around pay, right? I mean, if, if, if folks don't feel like their efforts are being adequately rewarded, they may keep looking for a better job. And so yeah. it's gonna take them longer to get in the workplace. Uh, you've got the issue of unemployment benefits at a state or federal level. That may make a difference for some people who are deciding, do I go back to a job that makes $15 an hour? Or if I'm receiving $16 an hour from these benefits and not exposing myself to the virus, maybe that's a better trade-off in the minds of some people. I think it's all of these issues that are uh, conspiring to result in a smaller uh, workforce than what employers need to fill all these jobs. And I, that's some of these things are, are not going to change in the near term. And so add to that the fact that people are retiring uh, more and more as, as baby boomers exit the workforce. Uh, add to the fact that in some ways, a lot of people are actually financially better off after the pandemic. Their, their stocks are worth more. Their houses are worth more. They may feel like they can retire sooner than expected because they're doing better financially. Add to that that immigration has slowed down tremendously. All of these things are shrinking 
the workforce as it was before the pandemic. And all that's doing is making it more difficult for our existing employers to mm -hmm. find, hire, and keep the people that they need to be competitive in their industries. So again, long answer, but, but this really is at the heart of, of what we hear the most from our mm -hmm. existing companies. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then speaking of, like I said, those, the resources poor, the different things, um, if people are interested in checking out the website or finding you guys online, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So uh, our website is edpnc.com. Uh, if, if you are a company that's still feeling some of the effects of, of COVID from a business standpoint, we still have uh, some resources up there uh, that uh, should be available to assist. A lot of companies, I think, have, have moved on from that, fortunately. Uh, but of course, then the, the regular resources that we offered and continue to offer to companies, uh, that, that's on our website. Uh, we have a team of eight individuals who are based across North Carolina. They divvy the state up into eight regions. Uh, I will say if you're a manufacturing company, that tends to be where our toolbox is best geared towards. Uh, but if you're a manufacturer or maybe even just want to understand what we might be able to do to assist your growth plans, um, you can certainly connect online with one of those folks who covers the region, the state that you're in. Um, and they can walk you through some of the programs that we know about, some of the other resources that can help growth-minded companies in the state, uh, including things like exporting, right? We talked about international trade and how North Carolina companies can grow their overseas customer base. Uh, we have a team that's focused on helping our, our existing employers do just that. So that's another service that we provide free of charge uh, to companies who are based here. Awesome. I absolutely love it. And now can you repeat the website one more time for them? Oh, sure. It's uh, www.edpnc. So Economic Development Partnership, North Carolina, edpnc.com. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Well, before we wrap up, one question that I like to ask every guest that comes on is when you think about your experience and the exposure that you've been fortunate to have, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with business owners? Um, well, I'll do three. One is is timely to, to where we are in the, the pandemic. I, again, continue to encourage folks to, to get vaccinated. It is, is the single best way we can put this pandemic behind us from a health standpoint, from an economic standpoint. Uh, a lot of data out there about the efficacy of these vaccines. So uh, we're encouraging all of our employees and working with a lot of our business clients to do the same for their folks. Uh, Non-pandemic times, I would say the advice would be one, Please don't hesitate to reach out to groups like ours. Uh, there is also local chambers of commerce, local economic development groups. All of us exist in this ecosystem to help companies that are already here in North Carolina. Uh, does that mean we're going to have an answer to every problem out there? No, but obviously, if, if we don't have the chance to even let you know how we might help, it's going to be hard for us to be of assistance. So I would say whether you're contacting our regional person in your part of North Carolina or whether you're contacting your local chamber of commerce, chances are there'll be some program, some resource, some service you may be able to tap, tap into to help with your future growth needs. Uh, and, and I know a lot of you as business owners, you're busy running your business. You, you may feel like you don't have time to look into that. You know, one quick phone call, and trust me, a lot of these groups will be more than happy to come to your place of business, sit down, understand what your needs are, and try to figure out if they've got some solution that could help with those mm -hmm. issues. Uh, the second thing I would, uh, you know, advice to business owners is, you know, you're all ambassadors uh, for North Carolina, whether you know it or not. 
you're all ambassadors for the part of North Carolina where you live and do business. And I, I would take that responsibility seriously. I mean, you all have professional circles where what you say, what you do uh, can really influence how others behave. And if other business owners that you talk to that are outside North Carolina see how happy and thrilled you are with being in North Carolina, hey, you never know when that may spur that company to say, you know what, maybe I ought to be in North Carolina as well, in which case we're, of course, happy to talk to those companies about how we might make that work as well. So I'd say that second piece of advice is always be uh, always be mindful that you're an ambassador for North Carolina. And, and hopefully that means you're mostly saying a lot of good things about our state. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on. Been an amazing guest. And thanks for the great work that you're doing um, to not only just for North Carolina, but for all of the businesses that, that you're interacting with, all the businesses, because that in turn ends up helping the people and end up helping the communities where those businesses operate. So thank you so much for coming on as a guest. Absolutely. It's a real pleasure. I appreciate the great questions, Terrell. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.